We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me in a bit, Chris Biederman of the Sacramento Bee, and we are sponsored by Oakley. Express your style and build a look that's made for you. Oakley's changing the game, and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run golf train? And now, okay, so the copy says, or do you just want to look like your favorite athlete? And then it gives me a list of Oakley athletes. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Debo, Aaron Jones, Debo again, Justin Jefferson, Kieran Mbappe. But how about your favorite podcasters? <laughs> yeah. How about your your guys on the golf course just rocking about, the Oakleys? How about the Candy Cron homies? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about, got a, what about us? Got a pair of the the Houston's. It's uh, HSTN. If you want to go to Oakley.com and check these out, and then a pair of the Baxters BXTR. And the Houston's are these like really cool looking, they're like circle, they're like circle sunglasses, but they've got these weird like edges to them. I don't even know what shape it is, but I love them. I haven't stopped wearing them. They're like, I, look cla- like an idiot. I walk into the grocery store with sunglasses on. They're, they're like classic and futuristic at the same time. Yes. And they're also yeah. super lightweight, but not cheap feeling. So yes. they're just like overall, just a very quality quality product especially if you're like on the go or like you're you're like us just hitting bombs at the course and uh and need something light on your face uh, the baxters are dope too they're the yeah. they're like a new twist on the classic like ricky henderson looking lens yeah they're very dope we're golfing together on saturday yes for your birthday and i will be wearing them i want you to know that in advance. yeah i will be too okay great but it's i can't yeah. <laughs> We'll get a pick. We'll get a pick in our sunnies. Absolutely. I can't wait. So uh, suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses, allowing for more extension of self and expression of your personality. There's more than meets the eye. And honestly, with our new Oakleys, that's how I feel. It's an extension of myself, <laughs> an expression of my personality. When people are like, wow, those are kind of throwback frames, but they're very futuristic. I bet that's an interesting person. I'm like, yes, I am. Should listen to my podcast. <laughs> And then the barista is like, just what do you want? <laughs> Order your coffee. <laughs> Please leave. You've been here for so long. Here's a chai. Um, Get out of here. <laughs> it's the OG chai. Uh, listen up, because it's officially almost summer. It's almost time to beat the heat, y'all, which means you need to upgrade your sunglass game right now. Chris did it. I did it. You can check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair today. If you don't like the Baxters or the Houston's, that's all, that's fine. Like That's on you. If you want a more classic, the Holbrooks are the ones I always go back to. I still have those in my rotation. Uh, love them to death. Oakley even offers prism lens technology. What the hell is that, you ask? 
well, let's learn together. It's a proprietary proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. If you want to know more, and I know you do, head on over to oakley.com and do your own damn research, folks. You know how much we love that on this pod. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better as it did mine, and I'm sure it does, Chris. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me. Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglass brands in my life, and I can assure you that Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. I have gotten rid of all my other sunglasses. I had perhaps seven pairs of sunglasses gone. I'm down to three. All Oakleys. That's all I need. Head on over to Oakley.com today for more information. All right. Simple question for today's pod. Did the 49ers get better? Let's dive in. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. Kittle in Denver territory. Kittle is going to go. Touchdown. Bosa's got him, and he'll sack him back inside the 30-yard line. Nick Bosa drops Aaron Rodgers for a 13-yard loss. been alarmingly nice i don't like it you don't like it like i love like i love it because it's sunny and we can you know wear our sick ass sunglasses (laughs) (laughs) but i feel like the fact that it's just been gorgeous out through the entire month of may means it is going to be hot as f by like mid-june yeah i'm just trying to savor all these days where it's like 70s and 80s and just just in, enjoy it, savor it, because I know it's going to be like 105 every day starting in at least a couple weeks. And the heat beating will begin. Yeah. But for now, the windows are open and it's staying cool in the house. Shout out. So I was sitting around today and just thinking about the 49ers like I am want to do. And I find myself asking because you hear and you, you read all these things about. I was actually listening to our friend Kevin Clark. His uh, friend of the pod is listening to his podcast, Slow News Day. And he's talking about Sam Monson of Pro Football Focus. And it was just a kind of panning of the 49ers offseason. And then you go and you look at any other site and you're hard-pressed to find anybody that says the Niners had a good offseason. And I, 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 I get it for the most part. But I started thinking as I was listening to this podcast, did the 49ers get better this offseason? Because part of me thinks they did. But I think I can hear an argument for that they didn't. So I want to neutral. What what was so I haven't listened to Kevin Clark's pod. It's on the docket. But what was what was the thesis? What was the the panning? So more or less, um, they signed Javon Hargrave. Which Sam Monson, again, friend of the show from Pro Football Focus, said basically saved them from having a disaster offseason. And I get it to an extent, but I think a lot here's here's what I here's what I think. A lot of this comes from their draft class. And I think there's a heavy overrating on a draft class. And this was Kevin's point that draft classes get really overrated for their impact on a team right away. Yeah, particularly in the spring, like the weeks after the picks are made. Yeah. And so I think when you 
because it's Niners Eagles at the top of the NFC, right? Like pretty much, I don't think there's, there's a ton of argument there. And then if you go look at what the Eagles did in the draft, they drafted everybody from Georgia. It was Howie Roseman did it again. And oh my God, they got Nolan Smith who could have been a top 10 pick. And then they got Jalen Carter who could have been a top two pick. And oh my God, the Eagles are going to be unstoppable. And maybe they will. I'm not taking that off the table. But when you compare that discussion around the Eagles and the draft to the 49ers who took a kicker 99 and then they took a tight end at 101 that everybody that consensus boards had in like the fifth or sixth round. And you look at just kind of the lack of overall impact players, which is going to be hard to do given their draft capital. I think it's easy to just look at ceilings and go, yeah, the Niners fell behind in the NFC over the offseason. Yeah, I, I don't think about it in those terms. Like, I still think the Niners and the Eagles are the best two teams in the conference, and I think they, they are mm-hmm. by a pretty discernible margin. Um, but I think you could definitely make a case that they got worse because, I mean, really, I think their biggest loss could be D'Amico Ryans. And that's mm, not anything against that's not anything against Steve Wilkes, but like they lost arguably one of the best offensive coordinators in the league. Sure. On top of losing your starting free safety slash slot corner and Jimmy Ward, who's a top hundred NFL player, right? You lost Mike sure. McGlinchey, who as polarizing as he was, he got an eighty seven and a half million dollar contract from Denver um, and sort of set the market at right tackle in free agency. And you lost Samson Ebukam, who was your starting defensive end. And you lost Charles Menehu, who played a pretty substantial role at defensive end. Yeah. And so, like, if you just go down the line of losses, and none of these guys are, like, mega star players, but these guys have been starters and have played at good to really good or really high levels, and they're playing elsewhere, and they leave behind question marks at their positions. So... I don't think it's a disaster of an off season because this is just what happens in the NFL. When you have a really good roster, you simply can't afford to pay everybody. Mm-hmm. And like when you have guys, right. you know, when you have a, a tackle making $26 million a year and you have a receiver making upwards of $20 million a year and you have a tight end who's top of the market and a linebacker who's top of the market mm-hmm. and you gave up draft capital to go get Christian McCaffrey, who proved to be one of the best in season acquisitions really in recent history. Right. Yeah. Um. So if, if you just go by, you know, the, the, the losses and gains. Yeah. I think you can make a pretty good, a pretty compelling case that the 49ers are worse, but worse relative to what, like, was their off season on paper? We're judging the Eagles off season as this roaring success without seeing any of these guys play football. Correct. And so, and look, I, I think the Eagles did a hell of a job this off season, but I don't think because of what they did, we can say with any level of certainty that like, Oh, they're, they're so much better than the 49ers or their off season is really going to allow them to pull away from the 49ers. Well, like, there still has to be there's there's still football to be played. And there's right. also something to say for continuity, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Niners lost some guys, but the, they're largely bringing back the same group that's gone to, you know, deep playoff runs in three of the last four seasons. So yeah, they might have two new starters. 
So if you, yeah, if you want to go uh, like gains versus losses, yeah, you could say the 49ers got worse, but I would say 27, 28 teams would love to have the 49ers problems, <laughs> right? No doubt. In terms, in terms of getting worse. So yeah, like you can pan the off season and say, oh, it, it was a disaster, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, sure. But a disaster relative to what? Because if you still look at that roster and still look at the coaching staff and the front office and the infrastructure of everything they've built, they're still in a really, really good spot. So, like, right? Yeah, if we're doing, if we're grading the off season and giving the Eagles an A and the 49ers get a C plus, great. But I don't feel all that differently in terms of where the 49ers stack up against the Eagles and and the rest of the NFC. And one of the things the Niners have done, you said so many things that I want to get to there. But one of the things the Niners have done is maximize talent. They find Dre Greenlaw in the fifth round. They find George Kittle in the fifth round. They find Fred Warner in the third round. They find Brock Purdy in the seventh round. They signed Tayshawn Gibson to be a camp body the week going into the final preseason game, and he winds up starting every game at free safety and leading the team in interceptions. And being the reason Jimmy Ward's gone, more or less. Right. They find Diamador Lenore in the fifth round. He doesn't work on the on the outside, so they kick him inside. He's good there until there's an injury. Then he moves outside. He plays really well. And that's what... I think that if they had... If, here. If they sign Justin Houston tomorrow, or Yannick Ngakwe, or a player that people just in general have heard of, I think the tenor of the conversation around the 49ers changes a lot. And that's by signing a free agent that's available at the beginning of June. Because people have just heard of that player. And you you talk about benefit of the doubt with like Howie Roseman. Oh, Howie Roseman did it, so it's a great move. To me, the Niners deserve some of that as well. Particularly with hiring Steve Wilkes. Because when Robert Sala left, and they insert D'Amico Ryan's, who had just began coaching five years before. It was, okay, they're losing the best defensive coordinator in football. How's D'Amico Ryan's going to adjust? And he adjusted fine and became the best defensive coordinator in football. And Steve Wilkes has a little bit longer track record, and that may or may not make his question mark a little bigger. But I'm giving Kyle Shannon the benefit of the doubt that he's hiring the right guy for that spot. And when it comes to letting Mike McGlinchey go, I'm going to give the Niners the benefit of the doubt that they're going to get the maximum amount out of Colton McKibbitts. And the same thing with whoever starts at Sam linebacker. And the same thing if Jair Brown winds up starting over Tayshawn Gibson. So I think they made so many moves on the margins where they got better maybe depth-wise or they maybe moved laterally. To call it a Javon Hargrave short of a disaster is dramatic to me. And I think it leaves out a lot of context of what we know about the 49ers over the last seven years. Right. And also, like, if Hargrave ends up being anything close to what he was this last season, then that could mask a lot of potential issues they have. Like, whatever questions we have about them in the secondary with potentially a rookie in Jair Brown playing free safety or, you know, having a new corner, uh, a new slot corner in Isaiah Oliver, sure. or, you know, if you're not convinced how Hufanga is going to be great 
as you know a deep coverage safety if he's more of a box guy. like mm-hmm. having the pass rush of Nick Bosa, Javon Hart, Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead, and Drake Jackson potentially, or whoever it's going to be, right? Like that can make up for a lot of your a lot of your shortcomings, and that's the entire point yeah. of having an elite defensive line, and why the 49ers were really willing to, I mean, more or less triple down on that position because we know Nick Bosa is going to get a huge contract at some point this offseason. Well, the last time, so Eric Armstead led the team in sacks in 2019 with 10, playing alongside DeForest Buckner. Since then, Armstead has nine and a half sacks. He had zero last year in nine games. So I'm fascinated to see. And then <laughs> Eric Armstead led 49ers interior defenders last year with 30 pressures. That was fourth on the team. The rest of the interior defensive line, and I included Kerry Hyder, put about half his snaps on the interior. He had 14. The rest of the interior defensive line had 57. That's including Kerry Hyder, who also plays defensive end. Javon Hargrave by himself had 66 pressures as an interior defensive lineman. That's nuts. That's wild. And I just think, to, to your point, if you add a player with that level of impact, we've seen what that looks like in 2019 on the defensive line. Now, removing D Ford from that equation is significant. I, I understand that. And is Drake Jackson in his second year going to be what D Ford was for the Niners? I wouldn't bet on it. It's not off the table. We're not going to bet on it. That's, that's where I think the Niners can make this leap or this, maybe not a leap because they were really, really good, but why, despite a lack of earth shaking, big name moves, it wouldn't shock me if we're sitting there in December and the Niners are 10 and three and they have the best defense in the league. And the conversation is, Oh, look, they did it again. Yeah. Despite the fact that their draft class got panned. And despite the fact that they didn't spend big money on Odell Beckham jr. And that's, what's nuts. If they had gone out and spent buku bucks on Odell Beckham Jr. and, I don't know, Tremaine Edmonds, the linebacker the Bears signed, and they just had this quantity of good players who may or may not fit, who may or may not have made their defense better or worse, or their offense, if you want to pick on that side of the ball. It would have just, I think the perception would have been dramatically different. Because, oh, they have a bunch of players that I've heard of. Right. Yeah, I like so often in the NFL, like, and we're, you know, we're content creators. Like, that's that's what we do. That's what our job is. That's what so many other people do who are in similar positions to us. Like, you look at an offseason and say, was this good or was this bad? And how often do we forget during the middle of a season that like, oh, everybody thought this team had a terrible offseason, but they're actually one of the best teams in the league. Or everybody thought this team had uh, an amazing offseason and they kind of stink, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's, you know, we, we, winning the offseason means very little, (laughs) Just, just in the grand scheme of things. So to say it was a disaster, like, I mean, you, you, I, I think it's fair to say they got worse, but a disaster, like a disaster was 
like the 2015 offseason for the Niners. Yeah. Like Patrick retired. Patrick Willis retired. Um, Chris Borland Smith retired. Chris Borland retired. (laughs) Bruce Miller, who has been back in the news recently, had his wild run in with the law. (laughs) Was that Uh, was that the year that Navarro Bowman tore his Achilles? Uh, Am I making that up? 2015 the regular season i think so i think that was the jim tom Sula year but like there have been you know in terms of like disastrous off seasons this doesn't this doesn't come close because that like that's what i think of it's like you know imagine fred warner is not retired george kittle is not like just decided to retire right you know what i mean so so in terms of disasters like relative to 2015 this is not that this is a a reshuffling, which is what teams have to do when you have a bunch of highly paid players. And so, you know, it's it's really hard to, you know, that the the thing with with sports, and it's not just the NFL, and it's something like the Sacramento Kings are going through. Right? It's mm-hmm. like it's one thing to make the leap from bad team to good team. It's really hard to maintain that level of like being a great team for a prolonged period of time, like multiple seasons. Mm-hmm. 49ers have done that in three of the last four seasons. Right. So I do think there's an element of, yeah, like they still have most of these dudes. They haven't lost any of their, you know, all or pro bowlers. I was going to mm-hmm. say all stars, um, pro Same bowlers, thing. all pros. <laughs> like they, those guys are mostly still around. Mm-hmm. And they still have Kyle Shanahan and they still have the infrastructure and they still have continuity. Whereas, you know, like you look at the around at the NFC West, you have the Cardinals with the new coaching staff. You have the Rams who feel like they're completely just out of resources to reload mm-hmm. their roster. Mm-hmm. And Sean McVay is continuously hinting at retirement. And then you have Seattle who looks promising, but like. Their over under is eight and a half. Yeah, I mean, I'm optimistic about I'm optimistic about how good Seattle could be, but like the 49ers have had the most successful and most continuity, the most successful group and the most continuity in the division by a wide margin right now in this offseason. So they're still in a really good spot. So while, yeah, they're probably worse. I don't think this season has been a disaster by any means. I think they've probably they probably could have been more aggressive maybe in terms of the draft, like, Hey, let's trade back and acquire more picks and, and try to get, you know, more draft, like instead of drafting a kicker in the third round, like maybe there are other positions you can fill there or whatever. And who knows if a trade was even, it was on the table, if they could trade back to get more picks that spot. What's up y'all. I am psyched to announce our new sponsor, Oakley express your style and build a look that's made for you, man, I have been, I'm legitimately so stoked about this. I've been wearing Oakley sunglasses since I can remember. I had a pair of the Flax for when I played baseball. They were a staple. I had them. Everyone on my team had them. And I've been rocking with Oakley ever since. Oakley is changing the game. And it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, 
train or do you just want to look like your favorite athlete? Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel's rocking Oakleys. Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses allowing for an extension of self, an expression of your personality. There's more than meets the eye. Here on Candlestick Chronicles, we are all about look good, play good. Like, we debate what players are going to be good in the NFL based on what numbers they wear. Like, that's how much we believe in look good, play good. And that's why Oakley is the perfect partner for us. We don't leave our house in the morning without our Oakleys. And listen up, because it's officially almost summer, which means you need to upgrade your sunglass game right now. Not today, not tomorrow, because next thing you know, it's fall and you didn't upgrade your sunglass game. Go do that right now. Check out Oakley.com to get yourself a pair today. I've got a pair of Holbrooks. I've had two pairs of Holbrooks in the last 15 years. They are my favorite pair of sunglasses to wear. I don't leave the house without them. But get yourself a pair of Corridors or the Sutros. Both styles I really, really love, especially for summer where you're out barbecuing or you're out at the beach. They are just the perfect sunglasses. And did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? So what the hell's that? <laughs> We're going to learn together. It's proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. You want to know more? I know you do because I sure do, and we can do this together. Head on over to oakley.com and do your own research. As you know us, we love doing your own research on this show. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. I'm telling you, people talk about the glow up with facial hair. No, no, no. My glow up came when I bought a pair of Holbrooks. So... When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me. Try it for yourself. Well, trust me, but also try it for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglass brands in my life, and I can assure you Oakley is not only the best looking, but it's the best quality. I told you I've had two pairs of Holbrooks. The one was because I lost them at a wedding, and I didn't even leave the town that the wedding was in before I left with a new pair of Holbrooks. I went to a to a store that sells sunglasses in the, in the town that I was visiting to get a new pair of Holbrooks uh, before before I went home. That's that's how much I love them. Uh, Oakley's not only the best looking, but they're absolutely the best quality out there. So head on over to oakley.com for more information today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The the other thing with the draft, the whole draft thing, about, oh, there were better players on the consensus board that they could have taken late in the third. Go to, what? 
late in the third round, the 101st pick, we're going to sit here and go, you know what? There were six other guys I liked at the 101st pick. If Cameron Latu produces at all, it's like, that's a victory of a pick. It's not like they, it's not like they reached with the 10th overall pick. It was the 101st pick. They used the 99th pick on a kicker. Is that too early? Yeah, probably. Is it something I would have done? No. Is it something Kyle Shanahan has openly been like, yeah, people were laughing at us. <laughs> yes. But they also could have taken Danny Gray or Trey Sermon or pick your favorite 49ers third round pick that's not Fred Warner. Akella because the consensus board said they did something wrong with the 101st pick, they had a bad offseason. That's crazy. It's just really hard where they're at to get that much better. And the reason the Eagles got that much better is because people really liked the picks that they made at number five and number 30 or whatever their picks were. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, if we want to, if we, if we want to criticize the 49ers on a, a more macro level, not having those picks because of the trades they made. Yeah. You know, if that, we want to say, well, on. you know, they probably couldn't have done as much as they would have liked to this off season because they did the Trey Lance move and Trey Lance has yielded them next to nothing to this point. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think it's fair to criticize them. Sure. But, but that's a different still, conversation. It is, but it's still sort of like, like they've they made that trade and when it went to the NFC Championship game the last two years without Trey Lance as their starting quarterback, right. which is wild. Which and and also like if you if you're if you're negative on the 49ers, that's probably your sticking point. Like how sustainable is it to like make a move yeah. for Trey Lance where you invest all those picks, you mm-hmm. go to two straight conference championship games? Like can you bank on? being able to do that a third straight time while this move is yielding next to nothing for you, like potentially a backup quarterback. Yeah, it is. It's been a huge swing and miss so far. So that's like, I think that's that's a fair season. That's a fair criticism, but to be like, Oh, they had a disastrous off season because they didn't do as much as the Eagles did. It's like, well, I just, they're they're, they're still pretty good. Take, take out, take out the context of like what the Eagles did and, and the moves of the it's like just look at the roster and look at who they have and be like yeah they're a top three team in the nfc then that's all you can really ask for going into a season and just to kind of piggyback off the point you're making about the the macro conversation around the lance trade if the take is the niners were going to have a really hard time having a good offseason considering their cap restrictions and their draft capital that's fair and fine and maybe we do look back on this draft class and Jake Moody stinks and they have one guy in four years who's still on the team. And we look at this as a disaster spot for the Niners that I could sure like that's totally on the table. I do think though, they've done a pretty nice job of threading this needle because did the Trey Lance trade has that flopped miserably to this point? I don't want to like, Maybe Trey Lance winds up being good. That's on the table. I mean, the injury, the injury issues are out of their control to a certain extent. Sure. Yes. Yes. So I don't, this is not me dragging Trey Lance. I'm trying to make a a bigger point. The Trey Lance trade has not worked 
yet they went to the NFC title game in the two years that it hasn't been working. And then you go to next year where they're projected to have five comp picks and they get their first and second round picks back. They're in a really good spot that even if they do whiff on this draft class, moving forward, they should be okay, assuming they are able to hit on some of those picks in next year's draft. I just go back to the original question, did they get better? The answer is probably no. I think they're worse. I think they're worse, but we're in a gray area. they're still area really freaking good. Exactly. They're, they're worse than they were last year, but we're in the gray area of it's not a disaster. It's really hard to get better when you're as good and as expensive as the Niners are. Yes. And that's expensive where that's, is expensive is the keyword. That's where the conversation I think missed for me, the podcast conversation I was listening to. That acknowledgement of it was going to be really hard for them to have a good offseason. And they had a bad one because they didn't follow the consensus board late in the third round. <laughs> Come on, man. But I'm fascinated to see how big of an addition J- Javon Hargrave winds up being. Because yeah. there's a real chance that that just has a domino effect to Nick Bosa and to Eric Armstead and to Drake Jackson and then the secondary. And all of a sudden, we're looking at this defense in week eight and going, is this better than last year's? Also, how does Nick Bosa signing a potential four or five or six year contract impact mm. the way we talk about this offseason? Good point. Yeah, like, if Nick Bosa signs his extension and they sign another edge rusher that people have heard of. <laughs> it's going to be like, savvy Niners. Yeah, I mean, you know, like get, getting the, the reigning defensive player of the year on a long-term contract in the prime of his career would be a pretty strong development for them, which is something the Eagles... Take. The, which is something <laughs> the Eagles and Howie Roseman don't, don't have yeah. in their back this offseason. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, really good player. Gone from Philly. Huge loss. Big loss. No, I mean, and the thing is, is it's easy to pan, you know, quote unquote, pan the the draft class. But like, what if Cameron Latu turns out to be a really good number two tight end? You know, what if what Jake if, Moody is just Justin Tucker? What if three years from now, D Winters is starting and Dre Greenlaw is earning 15 million a year somewhere else? Or what I if Jalen? That's the thing that irks me the most. What if Jalen Graham ends up being like, and you know the the competent Aziz Alshire replacement that Scott McLuhan thinks he's going to be? Mm-hmm. You know, like we can look at Ronnie Bell, <laughs> Ronnie Bell, who went to a school Is in the I Big Ten or a Michigan alum. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like there's, I, I can't do the thing where, you know, okay, all these media people really didn't like the Niners draft class. It's like okay. Let's see how they play football first. Yeah. Because when, you know, in 2017, no one was, you know, people like the George Kittle pick. But we, we, the information we got a few years after that pick was a lot different than what it was on draft night. Right. <laughs> like, oh, George Kittle could be a good tight end. Cool. No, George Kittle's like one of the best tight ends in the league. Yeah. So, you know, that like we, we, we don't know as much about these prospects as we like to pretend we do. And that's the whole thing with draft content that I just push back on, particularly when people talk with so much certainty about it. It's like, man, if you, if you media person X was as good as this job, as you think you are, and as certain as you think you are about this player, then why aren't you working for an NFL team? Why are you just blogging? Right. 
right? <laughs> so it's like let's let's let these guys play football. And yeah, if the draft if the draft class stinks and doesn't provide anything, then maybe we look back and we say, yeah, that was that was a pretty miserable offseason for the 49ers. But you know, to call it a disaster because of hypothetical talent evaluations, you know, I'm I'm not willing to go there. So yeah. Uh, um I think they're worse. I don't think the offseason was a disaster. And I think even coming out of it, they're probably a top two team in the NFC. That's a great bow to put on it. I don't have anything else to add. Subscribe, rate, and review to Candlestick Chronicles wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to check out oakley.com. Get yourself a sick ass new pair of shades. I'm telling you, it's going to change your life. Oh, it's change your life. That's probably It's going to change your look, though. Look good, feel good, play good, I always yeah, and who knows who might notice, you know, your look. And maybe that changes your life. Great point. Couldn't have said it better myself. That's Chris and Kyle. Subscribe, rate, review. See you guys next time. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.